0: Mark Napartovich could not play table tennis in badminton due to an injury to his right shoulder. So he started playing pickleball, left-handed, eventually becoming a senior professional player. In this episode, we talk a lot about spin, especially side spin and underspin, as this is something Mark mastered in table tennis, and it's a tactic that can also help your pickleball game. Let's get to the intro to hear from Mark. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Mark Napartovich. How are you doing, Mark?
1: Uh, good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. <laughs> Had a chance to play a little pickleball today, which I haven't been able to this week, so it was a really good day. Anyways, oh, <laughs> I do like to start off with a little bit about your pickleball journey. How you first heard about the game, got started playing, and how long ago that was.
1: Oh, that's actually a kind of interesting story because I started, I believe, three and a half years ago, maybe a little more than that. And actually, before I started, I was watching, like, was watching pickleball players playing in the same facility i played table tennis and badminton for maybe a couple of years and uh, even tried a couple of times but at that time they were trying to play on the badminton court with a terrible ball bounce and skidding all that kind of stuff and uh, what i saw there was mostly low-level players so it didn't it didn't interest me much. I, I was like th- thinking it's like not real sport and all that kind of stuff, you know, what usually tennis pe- people say about it. So, but then I got frozen shoulder. It's like a kind of nasty injury when you cannot lift your arm above your shoulder at all and it hurts like hell. So it's like really nasty. And uh, uh, during that, oh, and I went to a doctor and doctor said that if I don't do anything that will go away within two years. And if I do everything that will go away within a half year to one year. Uh, uh, and uh, at that time I was playing badminton like twice a week and table tennis at least once a week. So I needed something to, to do. and I tried to, to play table tennis left hand, but it's like feels really disgusting. Uh, I mean, it's completely different level <laughs> for me. And badminton was even worse. My daughter uh, at the time was six years old, and I was playing left hand about her level. So I started to look at pickleball. And tried and found out that actually I can play pickleball with left hand. And because I didn't have any history of playing pickleball, I only, there was nothing to compare to. So it didn't feel like I go down. I actually improved a lot, like every single day and, or maybe every single hour. So I started to play with left hand and... uh, I was playing with some beginners group, and they kicked me out within a month, said, like, I was too good to them. So I started to play with a more advanced group. And that, um, I believe, I played about three months and got, maybe, hard to tell, but I think we probably was playing, like, for all level. And then... As I still worked hard with, for my right shoulder, I got back my right arm. So I switched back to my dominant hand and started to play kind of normally. Because with the left hand, I had a problem. I had no power in my left hand. I could do every, like, I could do drop, I, I could. I could block everything, just uh, had a hard time to hit good putaways and my drives were not like that powerful. So I switched back to my right hand and that's what was it. And actually before I started playing pickleball, I was pretty confident that pretty sure that I, when I be able to use my right hand, I will go back to badminton and table tennis and uh, quit pickleball, but apparently uh, I didn't, so I continued to play pickleball because it was so much fun, and the other thing, with an age, obviously, the sports you played your whole life, you continue, you start to go down, because physical condition becomes worse, and... (laughs) But in pickle in pickleball, yeah. But in pickleball, I was improving all the time, and that feels like really like I became young again. So I was completely hooked.
0: That is good incentive because you're absolutely right. When you play sports from a young age, once you get to a certain point, you do start to deteriorate, and you're like, "Oh man, I used to be this level of racquetball player," (laughs) and I'm getting worse. I am not getting better. So yeah, I agree. Picking up pickleball has been, I, I think that's why a lot of people do because it's new and you can cont- continue improving. And I know you're now ranked as a senior pro. So you have keep going up. I mean, what's kind of your goal around that? Are you trying to get on the metal stand or what's, what's oh, your
1: Definitely. Interest? Yeah. For, for now. Yes. I'm trying to get on the metal stand. Now, how, how,
0: um, how, clo- how close are you to How
1: close? I, I, I cannot tell. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I don't play singles. If I played singles, I would know better. I only play doubles. And with doubles, it's not just you. It's also your partner. And so it's complicated.
0: <laughs> True. Now, uh,
1: I, I think le- level-wise, uh, I'm pretty close. I still think I'm not there. I mean, technically, I'm already there. I don't have any disadvantages against any, like the top most players. I'm actually faster than most of them. And I have a lot of like strokes they, they cannot make because I have table tennis and badminton background they just don't do. But mentally I'm, I can see that mentally I'm not there yet. So it's easily could be that we were uh, like, Winning and then lose eventually against uh, like top players. So <laughs> that's complete, some- completely mental issue.
0: So what are some of those things from tennis and badminton that you're able to do because of that background that other players don't do?
1: Right. So usually, uh, most coaches would tell you not try to spin because it makes your strokes less reliable, right? For me, it's just the opposite. Spin for me, it's how I control the ball. So if I try not to spin, I I become less consistent. Uh, So I spin a lot and people are not used to it. And uh, I mean, like every single shot I do, it's with a heavy spin, like top spin, under spin, side spin, everything. And that really affects how the ball bounces, right? And that makes my opponent uh, struggle a bit, especially those who are not used to it. And currently, actually, not that many people are used to uh, have spin. So I have an advantage here. And uh, badminton obviously doesn't have any spin, but uh, I mean that's... Uh, from badminton I have like a stroke from backhand. My wrist is uh, pretty strong and uh, I'm used to produce a lot of power from my backhand. Uh, and also uh, I tend to hit the ball like uh, far in front of me, which also helps. And probably you know Henry Winarto,
0: no, I don't think I do.
1: No, you don't. Oh, he, he's a he's also a pickleball pro. He doesn't play that much, but he he has some good wins. Uh, and um, uh, he's actually a, and he badminton professional. And he, I believe, he used to be coach of Spanish national team. And in Indonesia, he was a promising uh, youth player. So he, he's high-level high badminton professional. And you should watch how he, he plays and how deceptive he is. And, uh, and that's all from badminton. And badminton is all about deception. So if you have badminton skill, your deception skills are already there.
0: Interesting. And yeah. I know I'm watching some of the videos of, of you playing and um, y- your backhand is really tremendous. And I think it makes sense. Does it make sense when you're playing against somebody like you to only hit it to your forehand? And do people are people really comfortable doing that? Because we're so used to targeting. Mm, uh,
1: I cannot tell that my forehand is weak. So <laughs> I, if I was on the opposite side, I still wouldn't target my forehand and personally
0: okay so
1: so I I mean I just from backhand um, what uh, surprises many people and how much spin I I can put on it and often especially when I get extended I like more reliably above the net I use side spin and when I do that when the ball bounces it bounces like really I mean it just jumps sideways really strong. And that's really hard to uh, to return.
0: Now, I think I saw some video of you also, you were playing doubles, and I think maybe you were playing against Ben Johns and Simone Jardine.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's very old video. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the point of that video was really your backhand slice return. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I put a a lot of spin on on that one, yeah.
0: And is that a situation where you're doing undercut and side spin, or is it one or the other, or how does that work?
1: I I can vary that. And uh, I found that if I put extra side spin on my slices, usually people who are really good at driving ball, they start doing mistakes. They, I, I mean, they hit it out or hit it in the net. So that neutralized bangers pretty effectively.
0: I like that idea. That's actually a shot that I hit fairly well due to my racquetball background. Oh, and no. it, in terms of, can you help people to understand how you do hit something like side spin? Because I think people are fairly familiar with hitting topspin and hitting slice, but side spin is something that I haven't really talked a lot about on the podcast. How does that work?
1: Oh, you just uh, move uh, the paddle like across your body and it produces side spin. There's no, no uh, the secret is uh, to be comfortable with spin self. And I have a theory about that. Actually, my theory is most people They wouldn't benefit if they tried to learn to spin, like they wouldn't benefit immediately. They wouldn't be able to spin consistent enough, and actually most of the strokes uh, would become worse with the spin. But they have to learn to spin because at some point of time they will meet somebody like me, and if they cannot read spin, they're in trouble. And uh, the best way. Uh, to be able to learn uh, to read spin is to learn how to, sp- to produce spin. So the ideal situation would be to learn how to spin but maybe uh, not use that in your game that much F- for many people. I mean, for te- for people with a table tennis or tennis background, if they played like their whole life and spun the ball a lot, that shouldn't be a problem. They, they definitely should use a spin for their advantage but if people if someone uh, never used spin before probably uh, learned how to spin and use it in your game it's not the best idea not the best application of your effort so I would say like uh, if I had had no spin experience before Putin uh, might like one hour of drilling into dings or drops without any spin would be way more efficient than uh, try to, to spend the same time spinning the ball.
0: That definitely makes um, sense.
1: But, yeah, but, but as, as I said, if you want to read spin, uh, the best way to understand how the ball spins is try to uh, learn to spin yourself. Maybe you will not produce a good strokes, but definitely you will... Uh, understand what what happens to the ball when when it comes with a spin.
0: Now, you often hear in tennis, you hear all the time about topspin and underspin or slice. Yeah. Does, is side spin used much in in tennis cuz I I don't hear a lot about it.
1: In table tennis? I mean, you when you surf, yes. When with other strokes it's like kind of tricky shot. It's not it shouldn't be used all the time. But in pickleball, that makes way more sense. Even when you dink, if you put some slight, even slight side spin on your dink, your dink becomes like really annoying because it's out of sudden jump sideways. And uh, even it looks like completely dead dink, but then it like uh, goes somewhere unexpectedly. Uh, that's, that really works. I cannot say that it's uh, like easy skill to master, but it's definitely a good weapon.
0: And that, I think, is a really good example of, you were talking earlier about that high-level badminton player being very deceptive, deceptive in hitting yeah. the shots. And yeah. that sounds like what some of that side spin, if, if you're hitting a dink, can also do.
1: Oh, yeah. That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, I, even The thing with side spin, even I understand spin and can read it pretty well, when the ball comes with a side spin, I still don't know exactly how it would bounce because there is like slight varieties in its spin and how it's directed, which can greatly affect the angle the ball bounces.
0: Right. Cause as you're thinking about side spin, you could kind of hit the ball inside out or you could come around the other way. Yeah. Now, assuming you're somebody who isn't that familiar with hitting spin shots, what's the, and, but you're kind of getting to that level where your fundamentals are decent. What's the best way to work on hitting spin shots? Oh,
1: there's, um, uh, there was, uh, uh special device for that. That's called wheel. Actually, you can just get a kid's bike, turn it over, and learn how to spin the wheel with the paddle.
0: Interesting. I have never heard uh, that before.
1: Yeah. That's pretty common for table tennis. That's like uh, not a secret in table tennis world. But definitely, actually, we... Did a video on that. Joey did a video on that too, uh, and he even shows the like special wheel that that's uh, made specially for this purpose. It's uh, actually a table tennis device, and, uh, but it could be used in pickleball too. And this is really good. This is like really it teaches you how to spin really fast. You just feel it because it's not easy to to feel how to spin most people when they try to spin do what they do they like hit the ball and after that they try to to move the paddle uh, to produce spin so the spin they produce it's like really really slow really weak so they do it wrong and it's uh, i tried it's really hard to explain how to do it right Because if they try to hit across the ball before they understand it, the ball goes uncontrollable, goes somewhere, right? And still doesn't spin that much. When you hit the wheel, you feel exactly what you should do to spin it. So that really helps.
0: I love that idea. I have not heard about that. I am definitely going to go back and find that video that I guess you and Joey Mm -hmm. did. Which Yeah, yeah kind of kind of brings me to talk a little bit about the, the YouTube channel that you have. You've got a group of you who I, mm-hmm. I know are producing some great content.
1: Yeah, thank you. We actually do. We put out at least one video per day and often we, we do two videos per day. Actually, that's uh, Keith Valentine who started the channel and he used it just for like self-learning purposes so he recorded his game and tried to understand what he does right and what he does wrong and then people around him asked if they can also watch the videos and he said of course and started the channel this way so it was initially it was just like for only four local
0: now what's uh, the name of the channel
1: the pickleball pirates
0: is the name all right. And at, at this point, I know you've got out there hundreds and hundreds of videos and it's yeah. definitely some great content. I mean, there, it's kind of a mix of players playing and short points or kind of pointers from them. And then there's some where you or, or Joey or whoever else is involved are actually talking about taking five minutes or so and doing something instructional. But it's, I found uh, a lot of great videos and Anything else, Mark, that we should know about today?
1: Anything else? I mean, the channel is definitely growing, and uh, people have more and more interest in in that kind of stuff. And we always try to to do something new, try new formats and uh, new type of content. And, for example, Joey... Sometimes doing like alter ego variants of uh, his videos when he argues uh, with with himself, pre- present to be uh, like different people, which is a lot of fun, and that's a, uh, just a g- great hobby by itself. You
0: know, it is. Ch- I've <laughs> seen one of those. It was actually quite amusing. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, it was great to have you on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Let's just finish up. If anybody wants to reach out to you, where is the best place for them to get in touch?
1: We have a Facebook page with with the same name, Pickleball Pirates, and they can uh, message us. And that's probably the best way to to conduct. That's the quickest and the best.
0: All right. Well, awesome, Mark. Thank you so much today for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Really gave some great tips, which everybody will enjoy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.